Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Congratulations, of course, to Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King. Always great to see men punching each other unconscious for the entertainment of other rich men. Uh, don't forget, tonight's big dilation contest kicks off at half past eight tonight in Las Vegas. Current heavyweight champion hoping to take it to over 30 centimetres tonight. What? What? It's the same principle! Not today. Thank you. With Jake Yap. Hello there. Happy Monday. Are you all right? Good. I'm all right. I don't know. Uh, the, uh, the news in that the uh, cabinet office uh, is uh, looking for a new sort of head of HR, a head of HR to look after the special advisors. Uh, Sixty thousand pounds a year. I, is sixty? Is that? It's a high-profile and stretching role. That's a quote there. That's nothing to do with the Tyson Fury thing I said earlier. Is 60000 enough to walk into that kind of hornet's nest? I mean, does that job feel remotely winnable to you? Caught between the propriety of Whitehall and its ponderous machinations and a psychotic nihilist who believes in unleashing merry havoc... Wanting to turn government into a large hadron collider of socially dysfunctional conspiracy theorists, misfits and weirdos. They ass us, bots! They ass us, bots! Being Dominic Cummings' HR boss. Hi, Dominic. How do you feel it's going? I reckon... I reckon he's like... Uh, like uh, A few times when I did the Now show, there was one uh, fairly regular contributor. And if you ever went to the bathroom backstage after him... It was like it had been redecorated. It was like he, it was like they had never seen a toilet before, or indeed their own genitalia, uh, and and knew what to do with it. It was unbelievable. Hey, speaking of uh, the now show, uh, Natasha tweeted to say, oh, "I was just going through my gallery, and I found this photo I took on November the sixteenth, twenty seventeen. I used my knockoff GoPro. We've all got knockoff GoPros. Mine's a." Uh, a a Xiaomi Yi, and it's very good. Uh, my phone was off. If I remember it rightly, it was the recording with the Greg's Advent Calendar song. I did a song on the Now Show. It was not very good. It was uh, Greg's 12 Days of Christmas. Very much a Route 1 idea, but I'd been asked to write it about an hour before the show. I'm not actually joking. I think I had to go and buy a ukulele on the way there. I did, I think. I had to cycle to the ukulele shop and and i i just sort of did it fairly but they they were like a, a piece light so i had to do it i think it's on youtube 
I told Natasha that. She said, oh, do they have a yap phone in case of missing guests or shortfalls in running time? You seem to cover their backs quite a lot. I do. I do. It's sort of the only booking I get now uh, is, oh, someone's someone's dropped out. <laughs> That's my role. I'm, I'm OK with that. It's a nice it's a nice role. Now, I really the, most of this podcast needs to be dealing with some any other business or we might have some Dora Dale coming up if I've got time. But there's some stuff we just need to clear out. All right. Because it was quite good stuff. About 400 years ago, we asked, what technology would you stamp on after uh, the news that somebody somewhere's invented a robotic snake? And somebody said uh, something about uh, everyone's favourite internet-connected speaker. And uh, this came in from Neil saying, Hi, Mr. Yap. Uh, Hello, Mr. Reed. I always wanted to put the boot into Tweaky from Buck Rogers in the 25th century. You What?! I wouldn't be surprised if more apostles wanted to kick seven shades out of his phallic little noggin. Oh, yeah, he did have a phallic noggin. I had no idea what was going on in Buck Rogers. I thought it was a very exciting space adventure. I had no idea. You go and watch it again. It's unbelievable. Explains so much. Uh, the sarcastic... Uh, Neil continues. Uh, Tweaky is a sarcastic little shiny fella. Beady, 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 beady. Buck. Do your trousers up. I, yeah, it was a very weird... Like, because what was going on there? I don't... I think it must have been a child in there. He walked around with Dr. Theophilus uh, around his neck, which was like a sort of... It looked like a kind of Simon Says if you'd pulled the black bit off the front of it. And he was very softly spoken. And I don't know what they were getting up to in there. Unbelievable. Uh, we were also having some celebrity encounters of the mild kind... Pat says, hey, well, I've had two celebrity encounters. Uh, neither are worth repeating. And yet, <laughs> I can report that Paul Rogers, the rock vocal ledge ex of Bad Company slash Free and a stint with Queen, is an extremely lovely bloke. And also, I saw Tom Baker getting into a white and ugly car. <laughs> Great. Uh Hedy observed, uh, hey, you know when you people say you can't fold a piece of paper more than seven times? Well, I have a hydraulic compressor and I folded it 16 times before being distracted. Did you really, though? You have to bear in mind, I'm extremely suggestible. I will believe almost anything put in front of me. <laughs> Did you? Can you do that? Anyway, uh, P.S. I waved at Richard Whiteley once he then died. Yes, we had Richard Whiteley on the show on Friday talking to Dora Dale. Uh, Joel also says, uh, those I know who worked with Richard Whiteley found him to be a lot less fun than he was for you. Oh, is he one of those? Oh, that's very dismaying, isn't it? Oh, indeed, most agree that the most entertaining thing about him was that his name was an anagram of dirty wheelchair. <laughs> Oh, that's such a shame to... Oh, I can't wait for the story to get out about me. What a terrible... I I, I, I started a, a, doing a show at Radio Leeds years ago. And I and I, on my first day I walked in and I said to the production team, I said, look, I just want you to understand that uh, my, uh, my, my modus operandi is uh, to engender a climate of fear and respect. And boy, did I. Uh, Lee said, I sat in Great Ormond Street Hospital and Deadpool just strolled in and said, hello, thoroughly embarrassing my 11-year-old. Uh, and then he said, why don't, we, why don't we ask, what's the most unexpected person you've met on a children's ward? No, no, Lee. <laughs> That's very niche. I don't, think, I don't think this podcast is quite there 
yet. Uh, David emailed, it's uh, not today at swanburst.com. He said, uh, notwithstanding the week I spent at Sir Patrick Moore's house to perform in a musical he wrote, and for which Brian May complimented me on my singing and dancing. Are you kidding? What was the musical? Come on! I have a short celebrity encounter to tell you about. I was visiting a friend and her boyfriend at the time. This gentleman was a well-to-do banker who had an apartment round the corner from New Scotland Yard. Crikey, he was well-to-do. That's right on the uh, north side of the Thames, isn't it? As I entered the building, I saw the lift doors open and thus jogged in to make sure of my place on the ascent. Already in the lift was a jolly, white-haired fellow. <laughs> By the time we arrived at the floor of my choosing, I realised that my fellow elevator passenger was none other than... Christopher Biggins! <laughs> now what was he doing there? Don't tell me that his panto income. Come on. As I exited the carriage, he gave me a sly camp smile. He does good sly camp, doesn't he, Biggins, I think. You're right. As he'd evidently been enjoying the view. As I stood in front of him for the short... Oh, come on, David, don't be ridiculous. I uh, think that... um, P.S. In context, the year was 2007 or 8, and I was a poor acting student living in King's Cross. Oh, maybe. Uh, More stories can be found at the time I passed Michaela Strachan in Birmingham. Also, tomorrow's world's Kate Bellingham empty out the contents of her handbag in front of me. (laughs) Oh. Uh, Christopher Biggins was in uh run for your wife which if you haven't seen it it's it's worth seeing because it is staggering i think it's the worst performing film of all time it's opening weekend it costs i think something like five million or ten million it's opening weekend it took 700 pounds and that was as good as it got it was so bad uh but i i'm obsessed with it i can't stop watching it We should probably do something on it. I don't know. Neil also says, uh, I thought you might enjoy this picture of the mighty Mr. John Snow of Channel 4 News, who I saw waiting in line at a local cafe near the studios. I realise that podcasts are primarily an oral medium. Well, yes, unless you're one of the uh, premier Patreon subscribers, patreon.com slash nottodaypod. When you can watch... Uh, this being made from about 5.45 every morning, uh, streaming live on the internet. Uh, anyway, he says, It will be hard to convey to your listeners the full sartorial magnificence of Mr. Snow's get-up, the glory of which made me take this picture. What picture? He's well known for cutting a bit of a dash, but even so, his civvies are something to be marvelled at. The best way I can think to describe this look is turquoise velvet cycling pantaloons, and I, for one, salute him. Did you send a picture then? How come I didn't see the picture? Just a minute. Yes, you did send... Oh, wow. Yeah, he's actually wearing deep turquoise velvet trousers and bright turquoise and green socks with formal shoes. That's that's quite a, quite a look. Nice. The, the cycle helmet tops it off nicely. Wow, brilliant. Thank you very much indeed for that. I have so run out of time today. This is horrifying. Never mind. Uh, It's time for us to play Turn of Phrase. It's the fun time game show where we ask you to guess what's the Turn of Phrase being depicted. And uh, Jim has sadly uh, volunteered himself. I mean, mean, sadly for him. No one wants to do that. Uh, He now is the uh, Turn of Phrase boss. 
And uh, let's reveal this morning's square to see if we can guess what Mr. Crisps is up to this week. Okay, well, um, yeah, again, it looks like a small furry rodent doing something in and out. Oh, Mr. Crisps, what have you been doing? Uh, it's time now for uh, news, news over the weekend. Uh, everyone went berserk because uh, the cast of Friends announced they're going to be doing a reunion. And that's brilliant news if you like that and if you don't it just means you're going to spend an hour from about 5:45 doing this so no one told you life was gonna be this way big pots and scream too watching hirings fall away you got fired after a couple of seasons fronting top gear are you smashed up your new sports car are you really like a Okay, we are probably running out of time now, but uh, I thought I'd launch this. Uh, Dora Dale went down so well last week uh, that maybe maybe for Mondays we'll do a new uh, sort of Agony Aunt column. So it's now time for us to... Ask Dora, Dora, Dora about your personal and intimate problems, problems, problems in a family-friendly way. I'm not today. <laughs> well, hello there. And how lovely to be back with you. Oh, I can't believe I'm still doing this or that I'm still alive. We've had an email from someone who wishes to remain anonymous, although I'm happy to DM you their details if you contact me. And if you'd like a problem aired, it's not today at swampburst.com or just graffito it onto any bridge over the M1. Anyway... They write, Hello, Dora. Firstly, I just wanted to say I'm a huge fan. All right, shut up. And for that reason, I'd really like your advice on a family matter. Although I'm an only child, well, we all know about them. Jacob's one of those. My husband has two brothers who I love dearly. Mm -hmm. And they are both married. Whilst their wives are nice, one of them is what my mum would term common, and my old nan would describe as rough as old holes. This clearly makes me a snob, but how does one deal and interact with someone like that? Uh, there must have been occasions when you've had to deal with similar, so any advice would be helpful. Well, yes, I did... Actually, uh, I was the tour manager for Dapper Laughs last year, and I, I learned a lot then. But, Anonymous, first of all, well done for having had the courage to speak up. You know, it isn't always easy to admit that there's a subclass of pseudo-humans walking among us, uh, as if they should be afforded the same rights and privileges as us. <laughs> of course, 
that's not what I think. That's what Andrew Sabisky thinks. And he's probably right that your sister-in-law is probably less suited to having the vote than she is to, say, living in a kennel. My advice, though, since she hasn't a hope of coming up to your level, is try to get down and meet her on hers. Bone up on things she's interested in. Perhaps talk to her about new flavours of crisps or how fun it can be sometimes when your bum's itching. And if that doesn't work, then I'd suggest you perhaps tie a few old CDs to some string and suspend them somewhere where she can peck at them because, at the very least, she does deserve some environmental enrichment. Failing that... Give your brother-in-law a few drinks and perhaps give him a glimpse of what his life could have been like if he hadn't shacked up with a pleb. I'm sorry if this sounds cruel or harsh, but Andrew Sabisky and the current administration has really rubbed off on me lately. If you have an intimate problem, I suggest you keep it to yourself. Or even better, write to me and let me have a go on it in front of everyone. It's not today at swamburst.com. Bye-bye, darling. So much more to get through and yet no time in which to do it. We're going to leave it there for today. Uh, thank you very much indeed for your company. Bit of a scrappy one this morning. You know, they can't all be winners. I'm here. That's the point, isn't it? I'm here, okay? Uh, Thank you, and see you tomorrow when uh, we'll be a little bit more lucid. All right, all the best. Have a good day. We can do this. Bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.